So Winnie, how often do you use ChatGPT? Every day. Do you? I do. Nice. Every day. Okay. Well, give me some like examples of what you use it for. Give the folks. I I like to get some ideas on how to um, like rewrite emails or um, sometimes I I really just want to because because they're enhancing it every day. I really want to see how the language should be across platforms. Mm-hmm. So every day, I mean, I just have one sentence that I type in every day to see if it's going to change it. So that's actually cool. All right. No, I love that. Well, very, very cool to to know that. Now you will hopefully notice some changes coming to it because yesterday, uh, chat GPT basically came out and said that they are going to start being able to use the, the whole internet. So if you are familiar with chat GPT, or if you're not familiar with chat GPT, uh, it is basically artificial intelligence, um, that is able to help you to, what when he was saying guide you or create a template or literally create like you could say give me a song based off of this or write me a uh, template of what a resume should look like or what a uh, like I mean literally anything so the premise of this when it first came out was that it was going to help you be able to do a lot of these these said things but ultimately you weren't able to gather any data from the internet um, beyond September 2021 so basically uh, anything before September 2021 you could type into that and gather that information so for example um, I'm still on the chat GPT 3.5 version it looks like and I said who won the Super Bowl in 2022 and it says I'm sorry but I don't have access to real-time information as my knowledge cutoff date is September 2021 so with that being said, they just announced that they're going to be able to use the the open internet. So um, high school teachers, you better jump onto that because kids are going to be able to start doing crazy stuff in real time. But real, I mean, that actually is going to be across the board, but that's kind of insane. Now the artificial intelligence is getting smarter. Their uh, company is getting bigger and more powerful and smarter from gathering all of this information in real time. It's kind of scary, but it's also exciting at the same time. It is, but it also, it makes me think like how accurate, if you're pulling from the open internet, which we know, you know, you can go online and type anything. Anybody can write anything, a blog. It doesn't have to be accurate, but I just want to know where the quality control is going to come in on that. So that's going to be interesting to see the evolution of it, like how it's going to, how how much better it's going to be. For sure. I'll tell y'all on the next episode if my sentence gets better. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. No, it'd be actually really cool to see kind of as we go along with that. But I mean, yeah, to that point, it's going to be exciting, but also scary. But to all of the things that are put out onto the internet, what is actually factual or what is pulled from opinion or whatever, I guess you're, you're literally utilizing. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see, but I think like, um, you know, from a standpoint of what this technology has done, it's, it is a cool tool if you use it and in unique ways. Like I've, I've literally had it help me, um, come up with ideas for stories or come up with ideas for songs. Um, or literally, I think we were using this for, um, putting together a, uh, proposal uh, template was like, how could we look to adjust or look to add a proposal from this certain industry? And it was like giving us just like examples of past ones from like, whether it's a real estate vertical or whatever it may be. And so it's like, we're not going to necessarily use that, but it is cool to see the structure of it to be able to give us that starting point. So I love the idea of emails. Like, I mean, always looking to be uh, better at 
communicating or finding, um, I guess, more unique ways of responding to folks. So. It's September 28th, and it's episode 29 of the Digital Madvertising Podcast, and we're about to experience all four seasons in one day in Charleston, South Carolina. It's been a long time since we've recorded a podcast, but it's exciting, and I'm stoked to be sitting here with you, Winnie. Yeah, hopefully... Yeah, and hopefully we sound legit. Like uh, Connor got us hooked up with some new microphones. So Connor, thank you. He's sitting over here smiling at us. But if you were listening to us talk all about music, and I'm not sure when Connor starts the podcast up, but uh, you know we've been diving into what has made music and what is popular music and what you like and what all kinds of stuff. But uh, as of today, Thursday, September 28th, the last week or so, uh, the biggest pop star musician on the planet is just like moved continuous needles in pop culture so just talking about popular music uh taylor swift uh the most popular musician arguably on the planet right now um literally is now dating a nfl player travis kelsey so if you're living under a rock i mean i feel like him being at kansas city and her cheering with his mom and then leaving after the fact kind of confirms it i don't know though it's not on paper but those those two folks move mountains like i've seen that people talked about it maybe being a pr stunt or like a media stunt um full context uh this nfl football player travis kelsey um i guess when taylor swift came through to kansas city a handful of uh, months ago she, he tried uh meeting her with a, a friendship bracelet. And I don't know much about the, the Swifties. I, I think our friends from glow kind of talked about this on that last podcast, but um, they, uh, they like do these friendship bracelets. And so Travis Kelsey made one with his phone number and he tried to meet her at the show and they were like, well, she doesn't meet people before or after the show. And so he has a podcast. that has got a decent amount of followers. And so he shot a shot and was just like, I'm disappointed. I didn't get to meet her. And then like a couple months later, there's all these rumors. My little sister told me all about this because I, I live under a rock apparently. But this past week at the, the Chiefs game, um, she is sitting in a box with his mom and social media just went freaking berserk. And I don't remember one of the last times that that's happened. Like you have viral moments, but like that was like a viral, viral moment from even, and it's just like, again, it's like crazy because it's just two people, but her effect on society and pop culture and just like people's lives in general is pretty insane. She's uh whether you want to say it's a marketing, I mean, she's definitely a marketing genius for the people behind her. But, um, and again, it was like going to the point of folks on the internet saying, was this like a media stunt or whatever, but regardless, um, you know, it's, it's huge. It's eyeballs towards the, the, the industry. Like if you see this on Twitter, people that aren't necessarily even football fans are probably tuning into the numbers or tuning into the game. So I can't even believe or imagine what the numbers were for CBS um, or whoever it was. Like I have the YouTube NFL package. And so like you can watch multiple games at one time. And so it's like, okay, you can see that on Twitter and it's like, okay, I'm going to go check out and see if you can see what's going on. And like, it was hilarious because like the game itself almost became like about that. Um, but in the time of like 24 hours, Travis Kelsey gained 300,000 social media followers, saw a 400% increase in merchandise sales and hit like top best five selling, uh, in the, the NFL. Um, but again, people call that the Taylor Swift effect. It's nuts. I mean, so 3.1 million followers after the fact. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, that's, that's crazy. So I think from just like, and if you look at the internet, you type in any of this, like there's photos of her just all over the place. So memes, uh, people resharing this, I mean, X amount of followers for him. So it's just crazy. The power of the internet, um, and just viewability, but also just the sway of, of her influence. Before we get out of here, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about digital out of home. So if you are in the advertising industry or if you're a marketer or you're in any type of uh, agency landscape, digital out of home is exactly what that sounds like. It is signage out of home. So you would think of traditional billboards as you're driving down the street. Um, those are still around. But as billboards grew, you started seeing digital signage come in. And as that has grown, now signage is just popping up left and right, whether it's gas stations, uh, you go into restaurants or doctor's offices or whatever it may be, you're seeing signage. So it has become one of the fastest growing uh, products or areas of our, our agency for sure. Definitely the space in general, but we wanted to just kind of touch base on it and just educate folks on, again, the overall product, what it does, the powers of it. We're doing a lot of really fun stuff with it here at Digital Ignite. But when when I say digital out of home, and and I guess from some of your client standpoints or just the uh, overall products, what are some of your um, you know insights or I guess favorite things about it? I like how um, we can consume it so quickly. Like there's a difference in consuming ads um like on facebook and then there's a difference in consuming out of home Mm -hmm. there has to be a different message and how that message is delivered how concise that message is so for out of home it's like one of those things that i like to describe it's like taking it in your pocket you know just take it on the go and and i think um during the pandemic seeing its decline, but now seeing it regain its footing and regain its ad dollars. I'm excited to see the growth of it because, you know, during the pandemic, you really only consumed it a couple different ways. Everybody shut down. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't. Nobody's really going out. Right. You didn't get it on the billboards. You know, you didn't have to get gas as often. You know, you like think of like Times Square during that, like all of that is digital signage. And think about movie theaters. And I mean, there's so much that that really caused that decline. And now to see, you know, the market itself is still regaining its strength from the pandemic. But to see that out of home is really, really where it's at and it's growing and it's regaining again, regaining its its ad spend dollars, I think is is going to be revolutionary. You know, so many people, when you look at pre-pandemic, it was more of traditional delivery. And now everyone wants an LED display wall. Yep. You know, everybody wants a, a digital signage and it's the way to go. Totally. And I, I mean, looking at some of these numbers that we've pulled up, like Vistar Media, that's got some powerful technology within it. Like by 2023, they project that uh, it's going to, you know, estimated market growth of 58 billion in this this space. And so I think like if you go to larger cities, like I was in San Francisco a couple of weeks ago, they have self-driving taxi cabs, like all of that is uh digital signage on the top of it, on the sides of it. Like I saw Clear Channel, which is a giant media company. They had just like random LED signs on the side of the street there, like which you wouldn't see in any 
any city. I mean, larger cities are always going to be that guinea pig of like, how can we test out this technology? Because those companies are more centered around it. Obviously, San Francisco with with the tech side there. But, um, you know, yeah, post post COVID, we started to see this ramp up massively. We started to see some of the technology gain um, umph into where you could buy, where you could start serving ads. Um, I like to use like the example of like, for example, you know, Connor over here has pulled up the map before and we could go and buy specific bays within our top golf digital signage, which is again, really, really cool. And if you're a brand or a, uh, again, an agency that's trying to dive into this, the creative possibilities are exciting too. Um, you know, hypothetically, I wouldn't do this on a digital billboard, but like if you're doing this somewhere where a consumer is on their foot and they have the ability to sign or like scan a QR code, like driving somebody right to a product or right to a page for awareness or buying that product is really cool. Like think of if you're a, a sports team, for example, we've tried this out, like putting ads within um, restaurants prior to the game or happy hour when the game's at seven o'clock, like here's a $2 off ticket or beers are a dollar, whatever that is, like those incentives can be very, very powerful. So, um, yeah, as people continue to, I guess, even it's we're three years past COVID, but I think the thought of the digital out of home was like, even in COVID, um, you were kind of closed up. And then when society was opening back up, more people wanted to get out and explore. And that's really where you saw, saw this stuff, you know, popping up like outdoor companies or a lot of travel companies were really trying to like pitch the idea of getting in front of people because they were again, wanting to find more of an open space. And so, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I think, yeah, you look at it, 84% of shoppers recall seeing a, a digital out of home ad, uh, 55% of general or Gen Z consumers have a positive opinion of it. And then 58% of consumers say out of home ads are most trustworthy. So it's going to be really good too. Cause I like to think of the pandemic as like the end, the, the innovation years, mm-hmm. like the years that people kind of went incubated and innovated and now they are executing. So you see, I like that. you see the advancement of technology, then you already know there's going to be advancement in advertising. I mean, you look at like Times Square, they uh, released that, that photo and it's like similar to the one you're just looking at where now the buildings are wrapping like the the display wraps the building instead of it just yeah. being one rectangle or one square. Now you have different shapes and wraps and runners and you didn't have that before. So even with the advancement of technology, advertising is advancing. So it's going to be good. Yeah, I think uh, you, you made me remember uh, if anybody watched the U.S. Open um, tennis tournament, like the whole like the wall yes. behind the players was like LED and would change colors. It was so trippy to me. And I was like. Is this in like, cause when it first, not this, but like, I, I remember back to baseball, they would put green screen technology and then like superimpose yep. <laughs> it. Now it's like straight up like these led lights. And I mean, yeah, obviously they would need to change it when like these guys are serving, which they did, but it was like in between the breaks, everything was an ad or everything was like, and it was done really well, which yeah. was really cool to see. Cause again, if you're going to be innovative, make something look really well. I mean, that's going to be the future of, of all of this. So very exciting. Yes. All right, y'all. Well, Again, uh, we don't want to take a lot of your time, but this was episode number 30 of the Digital Advertising Podcast. Get back and check out all of our prior episodes to listen to a lot of uh, more, in, like a lot of insight in regards to the products that would be out in digital marketing or at your hands uh, if you're within an, an agency. But go give us a, a, a follow on any of the social media pages. Give us a review. Share with your friends. Subscribe. I mean, any anything else they should do, any? Comment, tag yeah. us. Yeah, do that. that. 
Help us you out. Know, what do you what do you want to hear us talk about? That's a good point too. And let us know what you've done with ChatGPT. I'm I'm curious to see if there's anybody out there that's uh, done something unique and creative with it. All right. Well, Winnie, it was again fun to sit down and chat with you on this cold, rainy fall day. But it's still amazing. Yeah. We get right now. We're in fall. We had winter this morning, so we're in fall. It is. Yeah. And then spring, spring and summer, summer. coming in the next couple hours. <laughs> It'll oh be man! Tonight. Yeah, the next time we talk to you, it'll probably be ninety degrees. But <laughs> all right, y'all. Thank you so much, Connor. Thank you, man. <laughs>